Jim Reynolds Outdoors Advertising Agency is your one-stop shop for advertising, whether it's radio, television, or social media videos. Jim Reynolds Outdoors develops marketing strategies, implements advertising campaigns, and negotiates prices, promotes special events. We can maximize any size budget. Let Jim Reynolds Outdoors help save you time and money and maximize your profits. Go to Jim Reynolds Outdoors website or Facebook for more information. Air Care Systems by Price in Greenwood, Arkansas is a local family-owned business serving the community since 2006. Owner David Price and his staff have over 30 years of combined experience. Air Care Systems by Price is A-rated with Better Business Bureau, and they have emergency services available. They'll meet with you at your site, and they will not start the job until you've approved every aspect of your home comfort system design. For replacement or new construction, call Air Care Systems by Price today, 479-996-9288. Welcome back to the Spirit of the Outdoors, and on the phone with me is my best buddy when it comes to Illinois deer hunting, Robbie Pruitt. Robbie, how in the world are you? I'm doing great, bud. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Hey, I didn't get to call you last year, but I want to know how your deer hunting went. My, my deer hunting went pretty good last year. Uh, probably one of the best years I've had in quite some time for uh, especially mature buck movement. And uh, I end up I end up getting the harvest one of the one of the bucks I was actually chasing throughout the season. I, I finally got it done in November, and and I was very happy with that. And then then uh, same with my daughter. My daughter ended up shooting another really nice mature buck and a couple of those. So kind of made my made my season. Now, did you have any food plots out? And so how'd you set it up? Well, I I run about six acres of food plots on on two different properties, and. Uh, I'm a little different than most people because I got so much food around with corn and beans. I just plant what I call hunt over plots or like quarter and half acre plots in the woods and places that I hunt over. Just a place where the deer will stop, get a little bite to eat before they go out to the big fields and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, uh, you know me, I'm a true believer with antler king seed. So I, I got a lot of that planted. In Illinois, we can't use mineral, which I think is ridiculous, but they will not allow us to use it. So we got to stick with our food plots and just go with them. They won't allow you to use mineral? Nope. They, they ever, ever since the CWD came out up north in Wisconsin, they shut us down. It was just a few years back, they wouldn't even let us have the people out in the country in the wilderness areas. They wouldn't even let them have bird feeders. They're afraid they'd spread the disease through that. Oh, gosh. I, well, oh, it, it I, I guess they're... I guess they're trying to protect the deer, you know, keep them going. Um, yeah. You know, up at, talking about mineral, up in the Washita Forest, where I hunt mainly here in Arkansas, uh-huh. there there is a particular place, and we got to go quite a bit up the mountain. We're we're up there, just almost on the top of it, and we go down this trail that's about four miles long. We'll follow it down, get along a creek. We'll have to cross a creek after a while. We keep following the trail. There is a spot down there I can't believe. I didn't believe my friend John until I saw it. But it is 40 feet wide and 60 feet long, and it is a hunk of mineral. Yep. I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep. There's nothing better than mineral, I'm telling you. I'm a big fan of it, and I'm a true believer of it, too. The right mineral will will do really good for your deer herd. So. Yeah, yeah. Now... What kind of antler king of food are you using? 
Um, I, I plant a lot of clover and a lot of chicory because uh, it's more of an all-season food source. Uh, but now for my late season, I plant what they call our honey hole and our slam dunk. The honey hole is a, a turnip bl- uh, mix, and then the slam dunk is a radish mix. Uh, it gives them a lot of food throughout the end of our season and through the, the stages of winter. When Even when season's not in, it gives them a lot of food to, to keep them going. So there's a lot of food there for them. Well, I think that's the important thing. Uh, we've gonna, we're going to plant a fall food plot this year and see what happens. We got our spring food plot, and the old boy that wasn't thinking, I guess you could say, or didn't realize we had it, and he put his cows on it, and it's pretty oh. much gone. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. I bet so. I, he apologized for it, but so we're going to have to put out a fall plot really quick. Yep, yeah, you are. Yep, it's getting down to that water there, yep. Up in Illinois, I, you know, of course, I follow your Facebook all the time and a couple other buddies. The deer up there are unbelievable. You know, if, if you shoot a 120-pound deer in Arkansas, you've done something, but they're quite a bit right. bigger than that in Illinois. Yeah, the, the, the buck I shot this last year, field drift, 226. Are you serious? Um, I'm serious, yeah. Yep, it is. Yeah, there are, we, our mature bucks here, where I'm from, here in the central, kind of south-central part, the last three or four years, I don't think I've shot one that, that field dressed under 200 pounds. Most of them, they range at 210 to 230, Mark. Yep. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Robbie, I wish you could see what's happening to me right now. My mouth is <laughs> watering, just watering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you get them big bucks coming on you. It looks like a horse coming toward you. You you know when there's mature deer in Illinois. You know it. Oh golly! Uh, I'll have to watch the pictures close this year. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to. Well, I'll tell you what. It's a lot of fun to hunt up in the national forest here. I got private land I hunt on. I got leases, but people jump over and hunt them. But we've been oh, hunting yeah. the national forest for about ten years now. And we pretty well know the spots where they're at. We know the habits of the other hunt, other hunters. I mean, they'll park their truck, go 100, 200 yards in the forest, and that's about all they go. Uh, right. We hike in there two and three miles most of the yep. time. Because I'll tell you what, those deer, when they know those guys are 200 yards away from the road, they're not coming near them. <laughs> no, they're not. No, you're exactly right. And that's exactly. just the that's just the way it is. One thing about the National Forest, sometimes they let it grow up and, you know, they don't maintain it, which they could care less about. It gets a little hard, you know, short willows and all that stuff get in your way. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I have to go 10, 12, 15 feet higher in the tree stand, which, you know, I'm up there 35 feet and, you know, that we get a lot of wind up on top of the mountain, so you're sitting there rocking all day long. Uh, gets a little uh, bit oh, nervous. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. But I'm looking forward to this season. They have gone in there where I hunt, the area I like to hunt, and they've cleaned all the brush out. So, boy, I'm looking for the season oh, this wow. year. Yeah, that'd be a big difference for you. That'd be a good one. Well, that'd tell me a little bit about the layout of the land and the environment that you all hunt up there in Illinois. Tell you the truth, where I'm from and how where my property lays, ninety percent of all the property in my area is just small tracts of timber, meaning anywhere from ten acres to maybe forty acre plots. 
that are just attached by fence rows. And, you know, some of them, them pieces of timber could be a half a mile. Some could be three miles away from each other. So that around yeah. here, these deer, these deer just run these fence rows back and forth, especially when the deer are in the rut. I mean, that uh, fence row is a good place to be on because they hug them fence rows and big mature deer do. But we all got pretty small little pieces of timber like mine. I got a 28-acre plot, and then I got a 44-acre plot. So yeah. both in the same county, half hour apart from each other, but they're all just hooked by fence rows is all it is. Of course, uh, the National Forest, you know, 1.9 million acres. I got kind of a right. big plot to hunt there, but mm-hmm. when you've hunted it as long as we have, you, you get it narrowed down to a pretty small area. One thing yeah. that we've noticed, you know, going up and down the mountains or down the draws or whatever, you're going to see trails. And this is what we've learned. Kind of a wide trail. It's pretty much what the does use. I, I don't know why. And then the smaller trails that have pinch points is what the bucks use. I'll tell you what, that's a, you're exactly right. I mean, I've studied them trails for years, and, and yeah, the same way with where I'm at. You find a good beaten down path, it's a 90% doe trail. You find them little ones that looks like that none's been down it for a while, that's where them old bucks are walking. Yeah, and if you want those bucks, you better be patient. I have a friend who happens to be my son-in-law. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. The very first deer that walks out, it could be a, a yearling. It could be a three-year-old doe. The first deer that walk out, he the first deer that walks out on him, he hammers it. And boy, he thinks he's done <laughs> yeah. so. And I try to tell him, Austin, you need to be patient. You know, that bows, that buck, you know, if he's three, four, five years old, he's not stupid. He's going to get right. those does out there. He's going to watch them. If they get hammered, he's out of there. You got that right. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I guess you learn that stuff after a while. You know, uh, when I first started 10 years ago, uh, deer hunting, you know, I I grew up hunting quail and duck out in western Oklahoma. We really didn't have any deer, which they got now. They've all come south from Kansas. But, uh, boy, when I started hunting deer, I was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I was, Robbie. I was I was terrible. I think it was five years before I finally got one. And my wife said, great, you've got a deer. It cost you $10,000, but you finally got one. <laughs> yeah, you finally got one. Yeah, exactly right. That's the truth. Yeah. She, uh, she told me, she says, you're using that 270 for something besides target practice. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but I had got three three deer in that year, and I, you know, built my confidence up, and I finally kind of figured pretty much what I needed to do, and and then I'm gone from there. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I've I've been uh, I've been deer hunting since for the last 31 years. I've been hunting deer, and I learn something new every year. And the and the time that I quit learning is the time I'm going to quit hunting. So, you know, I just, it's amazing what you can learn off an animal like that and, and, and how to pursue him, you know. It's, it's, they're, they're, a, they're a tricky little animal, I'll tell you. Oh, they're very tricky. And, you know, I use a tree stand, you know, my climbing stand. Uh, I got out of my ladder stand when one fell on me and I broke nine ribs, a piece of my shoulder and collarbone. I decided. I was going to do something different because I like that climbing stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, you get up there and you're kind of cradled in that thing like, you know, an infant in a cradle, and I, I feel safer in it, so I like right. it. Right. Yep, and, that, and that's all that matters. As long as you feel safe, you're good to go. 
Well, uh, you know, I, I I guess I thought it was in, I was invincible. And I got up there and I didn't have any straps on it. The wind started to blow, and I started to reposition myself, and I came down. <laughs> I came down like the tree itself. How it would come down. Oh man. Well, you know, it's one of those things you learn. Yeah, you learn. Yep, yep. That's true. Thank the good Lord. One thing I do that's safe is I watch my rifle extremely close. I've I've never had a firearm accident, and I hope I never do. I try my best to be safe with them. So, what do you got planned for this year? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm. I've been working my butt off in the woods, getting everything ready for my daughter. My daughter, she's a sophomore in college now, so she doesn't have a lot of time. She has two jobs, so I try to do everything I can to get her on a good deer uh, when she does get to go with me. So I got that, and I got a lot of my, my kid events. We got a lot of them showing up. We got a big hunt coming up for our charity. And and uh, actually, I'm leaving in two weeks, taking a, a special need kid on a bear hunt up in Wisconsin. So, I mean, I'm, I, got, I got a full deck. But I, I enjoy it. Well, now that's so, something you do a lot of. You help a lot of kids. Fishing events, turkey events, uh, deer hunting, bear hunting, uh, all that taking these kids. And, and uh, we have a very good guy, very good group of volunteers, and uh, just something that I never th- thought myself of doing, but I'm sure glad I was introduced to it. Well, yeah. you know, you know something I found, and, it, and it's kind of it's something that's real touching to me, and is. You know, a lot of these families that I work with, you know, their their child is either critically or terminally ill. Uh, you know, a lot of them, they don't have a lot of money. A lot of them, 90% of my work with never have been in outdoors in any kind of hunting or fishing event. That's why they contact us because they know nothing about it and their child wants to try something. So I would say a good 75% of the kids I've worked with uh, on hunts and taking on deer hunts and stuff like that, their families have actually got involved in the hunting world after our event so something that they never thought they would ever do but they enjoyed it so much that now they do it so uh, that that means a lot to me to be able to change somebody like that and uh and it and it just helps out the hunting world too you know we, we need to we need to have these kids uh grow up and introduce to other kids and get them going over the years you know oh yeah you're exactly right hey robbie i appreciate you calling in boy it's good to talk to you i really look forward to this interview i th- i think it went well I think it went real well. It was real good. All right. And we'll see you again. And we'll definitely talk again. And we'll be back with more Spirit of the Outdoors. Kencore Outdoors LLC brings you Nutraplot, the best bang for your buck. Nutraplot is a wildlife attractant with food plot fertilizer to help you get the best out of your food plots and the most out of your hunting season. Nutraplot is a follower feed fertilizer and attractant that helps enhance your food plots. You can also use it as a seed treatment prior to planting. Kencore Outdoors products are made in the USA. For more information, call area code 573-382-0040 or go to nutra-plot.com. 
Hunting season is here, and the Affordable Building October Special allows you to store all your equipment. Let Affordable Buildings put you in a select building for $100 down. It's time to fall into a great deal. Ask about $150 off on separate options. Shed anchors, shelving, paint, metal roofs, door and window upgrades, or mower and four-wheeler ramps. It's time to put summer away and fall into an affordable building with as little as $100 down. Or choose $150 of free options. As always, go to affordablebuildings.biz for more information. 